Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from 680 The Fan Studios, the Battery Atlanta's The Buck Baloo Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. DT, our engineer in position, ready to go today. Road Dog Gillespie in the house. The producer of this show, he's ready to get to work. As the weekend is almost here. All right, let me check the radar. We got some bad weather moving in. Brought the raincoat and the, as we say in the south, the umbrella to work today. It's expected to be. It's going to get a little bit nasty out there. Hopefully you're hunkered down at work or at home and ready to get this day going. Locker room is having a big meeting out there. I guess they're going to Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Lucky, guys. Wonder when the Baloo Show's going to Jamaica. All right, DT, let's get to work. A lot to get to. Big take. Alabama's plan to replace Nick Saban is supposed to be quick. Word on the street in Tuscaloosa says the athletic director, Greg Byrne, is determined to have a new coach in place by the end of the week. This is Friday, right? Yeah, so this is the end of the week. Top candidate Dan Lanning has turned him down. And now, after reading the tea leaves, it appears that the new A-list candidates are Washington Husky head coach Kalen DeBoer, Florida State's Mike Norvell, and shockingly, 31-year-old Alabama offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. Now, Dabo and Lane Kiffin are being vetted, too. And I've got some thoughts on these guys. DeBoer, and I checked his resume, looked at the bio. DeBoer has zero contacts in the South. Zero. He doesn't know anybody. To me, that's a red flag. Norvell reportedly is about to get hit hard with the NCAA NIL violation Regarding Georgia tackle Amarius Mims. Remember Florida State flirting with Mims? They flew him in. Norvell was waiting at the door down at the Seminole Complex. So I wonder about that. Is that something Alabama wants to get into? And look, Lord, Tommy Reese was so bad, I think he pushed Saban out the door early into retirement. He was so terrible. 
as the offensive coordinator. Why in the world are you going to think about making him the head coach? Now, Kiffin, according to Greg McElroy, ESPN, SEC Network, doing a sports talk show over in Birmingham, former Alabama quarterback, McElroy says Kiffin has burned way too many bridges to get the Alabama job. Plus, he's dating that former Ole Miss cheerleader, isn't he? And Dabo appears to be a little timid as far as jumping in line and accepting the challenge of being the Alabama coach. Dabo played at Alabama. So it doesn't look like a hire will be announced by the end of the week. Roll Tide Roll. Not. Big Tank brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air, keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. More at DacoSystems.com. On our uh, audio sheet today, DT, we've got Dan Lanning talking about why he did not take that Alabama job. I had Dan Lanning at the top of the list. And for many reasons, many reasons why Lanning looked like the best fit over at Alabama. He knows the landscape. Having been at Alabama, worked with Kirby Smart and Nick Saban over in Tuscaloosa for a minute, followed Kirby over to Georgia, became his defensive coordinator. So he knows the landscape. He knows the SEC in and out. He's an X's and O's guy. I mean, this guy, very innovative defensively. He's also got one of those personalities that the teenagers love, so he can recruit. Very entertaining with the media. He gives them something, so the media likes him. Seems to be a guy that the staff at Alabama, the university, would love having on the campus. Young family man. A lot to like about Dan Lanning. I thought he'd be the best fit at Alabama. Here's Lanning yesterday up in Eugene, Oregon, talking about why he did not take the job. Getting your name put in the conversation speaks to what we're doing right here, right now. But, yeah, this decision has been made for me since I took this job. You know, I love what we have here. I love the support, the administration I have. I mean, we've got the things built to where we could be that team. And um, we just got to continue to take steps in that direction to get where we want to be. Yeah, so that's Dan Lanning right there. Um, Dan Lanning. going to stay in Oregon. So the Alabama job's still up for grabs. Now I've got... Uh, Look, we got some... Uh, I've got three reasons why Dan Lanning didn't take the job. I'm going to share those right now. He's got a top ten job at Oregon. So he's got a great job right now. He's smart enough to know you don't want to be the guy that replaces the GOAT, the legend. And Nick Saban. Maybe he's interested two, three years from now when they fire the guy that replaces Saban. And then Dan Lanning takes the job then. So Dan Lanning, a very smart guy, probably got some good advice. Hey, man, don't take that job. You're going to look bad regardless of how well you do. You don't want to replace the GOAT, the legend. And then number three, he's got a $20 million buyout. That's a big chunk of change there. So there are three reasons why. We got some breaking news here on the show. 
DT, we got breaking news? Uh, yeah, Buck. It's just coming down from uh, from the Braves. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted the sounder or not. Yeah, but, let's go with it, man. Uh, let's yeah, make it sound big. Give me one second. I wasn't yeah. ready for that. Let's see. Breaking news. Oh, seriously? You're going you're gonna to mimic that? Well, Buck, I wasn't ready for it. Give me one second. I think, the, I think the moment's passed, though. Just give us the breaking news. All right, Braves are re-upped with Alex Anthopoulos. They're going to keep him as uh, in that position that he's got with the Braves through 2031. So there you go. Double A, getting a new deal with the Atlanta Braves. Let's get to some Falcons talk. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. So Falcons, day number five of their head coaching search. They look for the replacement for Arthur Smith. Now, the word is, is that the Falcons brass, that being McKay and Blank, are targeting Belichick. Sort of interesting, though, that word has leaked out. That they are targeting Belichick, and immediately the Falcons have addressed the uh, Rooney rule by interviewing the minority candidates. They've lined them up left and right. Yet at the same time, they uh, the word is they're targeting Belichick. So at least they're playing by the rules. Uh, Blank and McKay looking to make a splash, going big game hunting trying to impress their NFL colleagues and hopefully trying to impress the Atlanta Falcons fan base. Although it seems most of the Falcons fans aren't giving this the thumbs up. Belichick has 302 career wins, 26 back of Shula for the all-time NFL record. Now here's the rub as I see it. Coach has had total control in Boston. And in Atlanta, it's a totally different structure. And I'd like to make a comparison, something maybe you could relate to. And and maybe this would help you or anybody else that is totally thinking that, yeah, Belichick's going to jump on this Falcons job, man. He's going to take this Atlanta Falcons job. He's going to ignore these other opportunities. And even though some of these insiders out there have the Falcons job rated down toward the last of the jobs available, that Belichick still would be excited to take this Falcons job. All right, here's the comparison. Let's say extra 106.3 leaked to the media that they're going after Neil Bortz. They're going to offer Bortz top dollar to step in and do a daily show on extra 106.3. But the part that everybody else is not aware of is they're going to dictate to Bortz who his producer and engineer will be. The powers that be at Extra 106.3 want control of the topic of segment number one on his show five days a week. They want to dictate who his sponsors will be, where to park, and what to wear. Now, do you really think Neil Bortz is going to join Extra 106.3 under those conditions? Because I don't. And it's the same with Belichick. Coach is not going to accept having no input into who the Falcons draft in the first round, let's say. I mean, Blank has an ex-NFL general manager 
among his executive team who drafted Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. I kid you not. His name's Ryan Pace. So Ryan Pace is going to have input into the quarterback the Falcons are going to select, and Bill Belichick will not have input into who the Falcons quarterback will be? (laughs) I mean, does that make any sense? They're going to trust Ryan Pace, but they're not going to trust Belichick. Look, for a top coach, it's more than just about the money. Structure and control, that means something. And so that's why the Falcons continue to go with these first-time head coaches. A young assistant coordinator willing to take a job like this with little or no control of the big decisions. To me, the Falcons' new head coach needs to have two qualities to get the job. Quality number one, this new coach is going to have to have the quality of being subservient. Now you're wondering, okay, what, you know, what's, what's that mean exactly? Well, it means you've got to obey others without question. Basically do what you're told. And then quality number two that this new Falcons head coach is going to have, he's going to have to have ancillary skills, all right? The desire, uh, no desire or interest in personnel decisions. Uh, Your new coach is going to have to be satisfied with a supporting role. You know, just coach the team. We'll let you know who the roster is going to be. We'll let you know what free agents we're going to sign. We're going to let you know who the draft picks will be. So, look, you run practice and you run the coaching staff meetings and run the team on game day, and uh, you got to be satisfied with that. Now, does that sound like Bill Belichick to you? Because it sure doesn't sound like it to me. So they might be big game hunting with Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. But that doesn't mean they're going to take the job. So in the meantime, the Falcons have lined up some interviews. And uh, they're in the process of doing that. I think the Rooney rule, they've lined up Anthony Weaver, Aaron Glenn, and Steve Wilkes, so they can check that box. They've lined up some interviews with young coordinators with no head coaching experience. Brian Callahan, Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, Mike McDonald. I notice they haven't lined up an interview with Todd Monken or Mike Vrabel. Hmm. Interesting. All right, that's that. We're going to come back on the other side, man. We got some big time football games in the NFL this weekend. NFC playoff action. We're going to take a dive into that. Got a top five, a bulldog beat. Man, I am so glad you're with me today on this Friday, 10 to 11 on the fan. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on 680. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope your day's off to a good start. Looking forward to another uh, another uh, long day of uh, high school wrestling tomorrow. Is that over in time for you to catch some NFL action? Oh, yeah, we'll be on top of it. There you go. go. That's my job. That sounds like a fun day, yeah. That's one of the the great things about this job. I I can explain that off to the wife and the children. Well, honey, this is my job. i got to watch this game. I love being able to use watching sports as an excuse. It's my job. I mean, what do you want me to do? Yeah, man, this is what I do for a living, honey. i got to be able to watch these games. Works every time. Now, occasionally, we've got to record some of the games. Can't watch them all, but yeah, yeah you, you catch up. You do a pretty good job of following After all, all I wouldn't miss, you know, the boys and what they're doing sports-wise. I wouldn't miss that for the world. Can't DVR that one. Yeah, it's a little tougher. You know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, back in the day when I didn't have children and when we had young children, I was doing some of this color analyst work on these college football games on the weekend. And then when the boys got up to the youth league football age, I was thinking, man, I don't, I would rather be at their youth football games than doing some meaningless, you know, Idaho versus Utah. I was going to say, don't game. say any local teams or anything, yeah. So I made a change and I gave that up. And I feel good about that decision. By the way, Braden now, my senior, is he's going to run track. And so they are starting starting a training and getting ready for that. So we are busy at the Baloo household. But I am ready to see these NFL wild card games. Yesterday, talked about the AFC games. I thought today we'd jump right into the NFC. Hey. Now, tomorrow is an AFC day. You got the Browns and Texans, Dolphins and Chiefs. Hope you got Peacock so you can see that Dolphins-Chiefs game tomorrow night. Otherwise, uh, you're going to have to head down to the sports bar. Sunday, early game Steelers and Bills. And then the NFC action will uh, kick off. You got the Packers in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys a a 7.5 point favorite, 430 kickoff. As uh, Fox has that one for you. Packers at nine and eight, Cowboys at twelve and five. Cowboys undefeated at home. They are eight and zero. Haven't lost this year. This year. Packers defensively. <clears throat> how about this? Packers when Packers are going to have to force some turnovers. And Dak has done a really good job of of not turning the ball over. Dak only has nine interceptions. 
the entire season. He's had a lot of clean pockets, too. They have done a great job of protecting Dak. McCarthy's done a, a really good job calling plays, scheming it up. Dak has 39, uh, 36 touchdown passes, Prescott. From clean pockets, he's got 29 of the 36. Tells you a little something about protection right there. So the Packers are going to have to turn up that that pass rush. Uh, Cowboys are six and zero oh when they don't uh, when they don't turn the ball over. Six and five when they do turn it over. So for Green Bay, huge being able to force some turnovers. Green Bay also needs to run that football. Boys' defense is. Predicate. That's Q's defense, by the way. Q's been busy interviewing around the league a little bit. So is Q going to be distracted in this one? Boys' defense, uh, very uh, reliant on speed and athleticism. They do a good job as far as uh, defending the pass and running and hitting and all that stuff, though. But... Green Bay has had success running the football. Aaron Jones, healthy and fresh, got some fresh legs. He's gone over 100 yards and 20-plus carries in his last three games. The last three games, Green Bay's been running the football, led by Aaron Jones. And the Cowboys, they're not terrible against the run, but what doing uh, what doing uh, running the ball against the Cowboys will minimize the impact of Micah Parsons. See, he's a pass rush phenomenon. So you'd rather run the ball right at him, minimize his impact on the game. And I'll tell you what, love the job that Jordan Love's been doing as the Green Bay quarterback. Coming off his best career performance, the Packers clinched that playoff spot. He went 27-32 for 300-plus and two touchdowns last week. So Jordan Love doing a good job, run the football. Let Jordan Love play off that. Maybe the Packers can score enough points to take down take down the Cowboys at home. Then Sunday night, Rams and Lions up in Detroit. Lions a uh, three-point favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorite, something along those lines. Ryan, uh, Rams have won four games in a row, so they come in hot, 10-7. and seven, Playing about 500 on the road. Detroit has not won a playoff game in 30 years. So, you know, their fan base is going to be electric. Place is going to be sold out. It's going to be crazy up in Detroit. What is that, Ford Field? Lions 6-2 and two at home at Ford Field. And when they play at home, they score a lot of points. Lions 30-plus. They are averaging at home. And uh, it's going to be a, a interesting quarterback battle. You got Stafford returning to Detroit. Golf facing his old organization. Really interesting stuff there. Stafford looking to throw that thing around with a cup and puka. Lions struggling against the pass. Aiden Hutchinson, you better show up big, man. Got to get to Stafford back there if the Lions are going to win. Rams defense. Sort of a mixed bag. They've had a lot of veterans go. Got some young players plugged in. They've restocked. They're uh, vulnerable in the secondary. So Aaron Donald paying you a ton of money might be a good time for you to step up and have a big performance. Like the Lions offense, too. They're balanced. 
hitting big plays in the pass game going to be huge in this one. Their running back duo really effective, too, with Gibbs and Montgomery. Big question is Laporta, that big tight end, been dinged up. Is he going to be ready to play and make an impact? Goff is hoping so. Should be a good matchup here. Looking forward to seeing this one. Then you got Monday night, Eagles and Buccaneers down in Tampa. Eagles, Kincaid's got to be, Kincaid's lost his mind. Eagles have lost five of the last six. Buccaneers 9-8 won that lousy NFC South division. They have won five of the last six games. And typically the Eagles play pretty good uh, pretty good football on the road in prime time, which is what this one is for them. Their defense is down. They've allowed 30-plus in their last six games. Got to turn up the heat on that pass rush, man. Get to Baker Mayfield. They've only scored 22 points in their last two games, the Buccaneers. So, um, come on, Eagles. What's going on defensively? Offensively, you got Jalen Hurts with a dislocated finger on his throwing hand. Look, at, it makes it tough to be effective throwing the football at that level when you've got a dislocated finger on your throwing hand. The Eagles have averaged less than 20 points a game the last four games. Swift be a good time to make a big impact at running back because out wide, A.J. Brown's dinged up. He's got a knee that's questionable. Devontae Smith, ankle makes him questionable. So those two big play receivers are banged up. Eagles a three-point favorite in this one. Then you got the San Jose 49ers, the number one seed. They'll be resting up, healing up this weekend, preparing for the divisional round when they will uh, face the lowest seed remaining next week. So they'll face the Bucks, the Packers, the Eagles, or the Rams. They will be totally motivated, too. They've lost that NFC championship game the last two seasons to so the Rams and Eagles. Missed out on Super Bowl appearances. And uh, you got to be full speed, man. So Eric Armstead, defensive end, trying to get healed up. McCaffrey's got a calf. He's not practiced this week. Hoping to be ready to go at full speed next week. So the 49ers, big deal for them. And there's a little glance into the NFC action. In the wild card playoff round. All right, we had a top five schedule. Jason Gorman, a member of our sales team, must have backed out. Let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Jason Gorman's backed out. Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, but, so third down the list, I guess my name's Tyler Nelson, unfortunately for everybody out in the listening audience. so um, Gorman backed out. Huh? Gorman Mike backed Mc- out, then, then Mike, Mike McLean backed out, and then we ended up with him. Yeah, yeah, you're stuck, stuck with well, me for Amanda, today. Uh, she has got a big appointment this morning. so Oh, no, I'm far down the totem pole, that's it. for sure. Great, right. to have, great to have you on, Tyler. We yeah. appreciate you stepping up to the plate, man. Well, it's uh, all uh, all hands on deck around this place, you know what I mean? All right, so, Buck, you ready? 
Yeah, I'm ready. All right, number one, give me three reasons why Dan Lanning turned down the Alabama job. Uh, well, he didn't want to follow the GOAT. Nick Saban's a smart man for that. Yep. He's got a top ten job already. <laughs> Only been there two years. And he's got a $20 million buyout. Yeah, it's an expensive one. So there are three reasons right there. And uh, I personally would rather live in Eugene than Tuscaloosa. Number two. Oh, really? I'd rather be in the deep south. I mean, sure, but a lot of trees up there. Not that I want to, you know, criticize the people living up there. A lot of trees. I like the trees. Uh, number two. Give I like me, the south. Do you uh, do you think Max Freed is happy with his $15 million deal for this upcoming season? Uh, no. Why is that? Well, because his market value is $25 to $27 million a year. It's a solid good reason, yeah. Would you be happy with $15 now, million a year? I don't think he's going to voice that. I mean, he, <laughs> he is, he's been a real pro. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys have gotten multi-year deals from Anthopolis. Yeah. Uh, Max Fried has not gotten a multi-year deal that he's satisfied with. I understand the Braves have made an effort or made an offer to Max Fried, but uh, not acceptable from uh, Max Fried and his agency. So, look, he will pretend as though that he's very happy. He's going to be a pro and show up ready to go and, and be the ultimate com competitor that we've seen Max Freed be through the years here with the Braves. But, come on, behind closed doors, $15 million. He's making about half of what uh, the market value is for his services. So, how could a man be happy with that? Because uh, it's $15 million. I've got 15, maybe. Yeah, and he's worth 25 <laughs> to 27 a year. I'm just playing the optimist. Are you ready for number three? Should the Falcons pick up the fifth-year option on Kyle Pitts? You know, I heard the locker room show talking about this morning as I was coming into work, and, you know, I'm going to blame this on the Falcons organization as why the impact that Pitts has made after being the fourth pick in the first round, his impact has been minimized. And I don't think it has a lot to do with Kyle Pitts. I think it has everything to do with the structure of the Atlanta Falcons. I agree. I think you had Fontenot take the best player available at number four, which was Kyle Pitts. And then you had the coach who said, I don't want that guy because I'm a guy that runs a scheme on offense where I don't want a tight end that I'm going to split out and flex, put at the X. I, I want an inline blocker at the tight end position. So you got the general manager doing one thing. You got the head coach doing another. And because of that, the impact by Kyle Pitts is suffered. All right? Uh, he should be in the slot. He should be flexed out. He should be at the X wide receiver spot. He should not be asked to line up next to the tackle and knock defensive ends off the ball. And I would hope that the new head coach will have a better understanding of his skill set and uh, be willing to try to get the most out of Kyle Pitts. I think this is one of the reasons why Arthur Smith was fired. Yep. How do you take a guy number four in the first round and get very little or nothing out of him? Because I don't know how you explain that off. Because this isn't fantasy football, like Arthur Smith said. I think Kyle Pitts has toughed it out with the knee injury right. and the fact that he was working for a coach that didn't like his skill set and didn't want him to be a part of the team. I continue to believe that Kyle Pitts, maybe the new head coach is going to have him flexed out being a big receiver because that's what he is. I think if Pitts was with the Dolphins, he'd be a Pro Bowl player. Absolutely. So I, that's, that's what I think about that. I'd pick it up too. All right, number four. Why is Carnell Cadillac Williams leaving Auburn? Yeah, he is a legendary running back yep. at Auburn. Did some amazing things. 
tremendous. One of their all-time great players. And I think the second uh, he's been coach with the coaching leaving. staff for five years. All right, uh, he's been with three coaches in five years. All right, three. In fact, he was the interim coach there for a minute and did a really good job. So why is he leaving? Well, he says to pursue other opportunities. When you hear that, right? What do you think, Tyler? Uh, I think something uh, is uh, going on under the, under the surface. Yeah. Well, he's the second assistant coach to leave in two days, right? Yes, I'm not buying it either. Yeah, there's some poison in the well there. Look, and I've reached out some of my Auburn contacts. They have not gotten back to me. We'll revisit this in the coming days. Next week, maybe I'll have some answers. Right now, I'm just going to say he's had too many bosses. He's not pleased with the boss, yeah. the head coach, Hugh Freeze. Revolving door. This there right now. Is that uh, Auburn contact of yours named Chuck Oliver by any chance? He's one of them. <laughs> he's one of them, but I have multiple Auburn sources oh, I trust that. that I can go to. I trust that. All right, number five. So you might have Oliver say, I'm not giving <laughs> Baloo any information because I've, got my, own, yeah. I've got my own show. That I want to save this information for. So it's, I believe it's a, a good move on my half, uh, my behalf to have other contacts oh, yeah. at Auburn. Oh, I trust you have them across the SEC, Buck. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five and the most important one. And this is the most important. So uh, you know, be very, very con- contemplative with your answer. Where did you take Kelly last night for her birthday dinner? Well, uh, the, the whole family went. Good. All right. Right. So the whole family went. We had the three children, daughter in town from college. DT. Come She's on. going back this weekend. The two boys. We waited until Rhett. Nice. His wrestling practice ended so right. he could be a part of this. And, and that's the way Kelly wanted it. She Good. wanted the kids there. Of course. Now, if she, so, wanted, if she wanted them there for the, the anniversary dinner, that'd be it's a little strange. But Yeah, this is a, <laughs> a birthday. Yeah. Right? This yeah. is a family thing. Yeah, Celebrate Kelly's birthday. So we went to our uh, one of our favorite family restaurants. And that is? Ted's Montana Grill. All right. All right. Ted's Montana Grill. Yeah, we hit it out. last night. The girls love the uh, salmon. Yep. Salmon salad. All right. And the boys, we always get the burgers. All right. Oh, that's what Ted Montana is famous for. And we love the the Ted's go, in coming. It's right down the road. It's nearby. You go to the Bison Burger? No, I, I just uh, I do the beef. Cow. I'm more of a beef guy than the bison guy, but but Rhett does. All right. Yeah, Rhett goes All bison. right, Rhett. Yeah, we love Ted's. Lattereats. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, happy birthday, Miss Blue. All right, I guess that's Bucks. Top five. Tyler Nelson getting the job done. Top Thank you, Buck. On 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Great job by Tyler Nelson, member of the sales team here at 680. Uh-oh. Time for the Bulldog Beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on a beat. 25-20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. All right, we got four tickets to the Georgia-Tennessee men's basketball game. Tomorrow, the game sold out, and we've got a four-pack we want to give away right now. 404-231-1680, the number. Take the fifth caller, Road Dog. the fifth caller. Four tickets to go see the dogs who have won 10 in a row. Taking on the volunteers should be an awesome game. And these tickets are half-court Georgia side tickets that we're giving away. They're almost as good as Road Dog seat courtside. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, took the fam over to see the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. 
during the holidays back in December. Great seats. Road Dog, you're going to back me up on that one, man. You turned around. You were easily able to spot us up there sitting courtside on the Georgia side. So fifth caller. Go see Georgia and Tennessee tomorrow. Should be entertaining there. Bulldog coaches first day out recruiting as they look forward to the 2025 recruiting class. So you might get on social and see where all these dudes are at out and about recruiting, trying to line up another number one recruiting class. Now, I want to talk briefly about the 2024 NFL draft and the Georgia Bulldog players that are lined up ready to be drafted. we got the combine coming up February 26th. And then the NFL draft on April the 25th. And, you know, at the top of the list, you got big receiver. I'm not going to say tight end because I, I look at Brock Bowers like Kyle Pitts. He's a big receiver is what Brock Bowers is. And it looks to me right now Bowers will be a top 10 to top 15 pick in the draft. And I'm hoping that Brock Bowers is going to end up with a organization that is running a scheme offensively to really take advantage of his skill set so he can thrive and be the best that Brock Bowers can be. And I've got my eye on two organizations, one being the Los Angeles Chargers. You got Justin Herbert as the quarterback. So you got a franchise quarterback that's going to be there for years to come. He can spin it. He is evolving, developing quickly into one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He needs a big receiver. Man, Brock Bowers would be a great fit with the L.A. Chargers. And then the Cincinnati Bengals would be another one. All right? You got a big-time quarterback in Cincinnati. You got some really dangerous wide receivers. Hey, be a great fit for Bowers there, running some inside routes there for the Bengals who like to throw it around. I'm hoping he ends up with the Chargers or the Bengals. Well, it's good for the Bengals because, pardon me, I remember it wasn't long ago that our good buddy A.J. Green got drafted there. Yeah, and I felt bad for him. We were like, no, no, no. Yeah, bad coach, a bad organization at the time. Obviously a better situation there now. There's no doubt about it. All right, the other guy that's looking like a legitimate first-round pick is going to be offensive tackle Amarius Mims. I mean, dude is a, he's playing a premium position, offensive tackle. He's huge. He's athletic. He's experienced. Look for Amarius Mims to go somewhere between 15 and 25 in the first round. Looking forward to seeing where he ends up. Then you got four guys that I'm also very interested in seeing where they're going to end up. You got cornerback Kamari Lassiter. He's playing a premium position at cornerback, and he's played a lot of great football at Georgia. Two-year starter, has done a marvelous job. I think he's somebody that can improve his stock when it comes to the combine, uh, run a good 40 time, show off some athleticism. Uh, you look at the tape, and you know he can play. So Kamari Lassiter could sneak into the first round. Here uh, right now, uh, Lassiter looking like a second-round pick, possibly. Now, you got Cedric Van Pram, center for the Georgia Bulldogs, looking right now somewhere in the second or third round. Tremendous leadership skills. Captain of this Bulldog team. And has done an outstanding job at center. Look for Cedric Van Pran to go somewhere in the second round. A couple of other guys keep an eye on. Javon Bullard, defensive back. You're always going to know and love Bullard because of the way he could hit. 
Dude was taking no prisoners back there in the secondary. And I tell you what, NFL personnel guys are going to love that when they throw on the tape and they say Bullard is not shy laying down the uh, the hard hits on these receivers coming across the middle of the field. Bullard looking like a second or third round pick. And then you got Lad McConkey, slot receiver extraordinaire, quick, dangerous, big playability, reliable, great hands. Looking right now to be a second or third round pick. And there's some others too. But there are six guys right now getting ready for the combine and getting ready for the NFL draft on April the 25th. All right, the moment you've been waiting for coming back on the other side. I got my picks of the week. Stay tuned for that. You got the Buck Baloo show here on the fan. 680 and 937. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7, time for the Belusha Picks of the Week. Buck Baloo's Picks of the Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that one. All right, so three and one last week, and you're thinking, okay, Baloo, you've been making three picks all year. Three and one, you made four picks last week. Well, sort of. I did my typical three picks on Friday, and remember on Monday... Made my college football national championship game pick where I... I think you nailed it. Picked the Michigan team to win and cover. You got that right. So I'll count that as last week. Three and one now, 29-19-1 on the season against the spread. And boom goes the dynamite. And we're picking games that you're actually familiar with. We're not doing the South Dakota State taking on Northeast Missouri. We're not doing any of that. So 29-19-1, and 3-1 last week. Let's see what we go. This week, pick number one. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll give up the four and a half. Dolphins are the worst cold weather team in football. They've got a banged up defense. And Kansas City gets their left offensive tackle back. Mahomes very pleased about that. Expected to be frigid conditions there. I've got Kansas City winning uh, 23-13. Pay that man his money. So they'll cover the spread. I got the Chiefs in this one. And Taylor Smith will be in a luxury suite, which I'm sure will have the heater on. So I wouldn't worry about her. Pick number two. 
I'm going to take the Lions. I'll give up three against the Rams. Check out the big brain on Brad. Lions with the home field advantage. Lord, the Lions fans who are very loyal to that organization, they can't remember the last time they won a playoff game at home. They can't remember. So it's going to be a crazy electric atmosphere at Ford Field that will benefit the Lions. They play a lot better football offensively at home. They're averaging scoring 30 points a game at home. Got the Lions winning this one, say 28-21. Taking down the Rams, that will cover that three-point spread. Pick number three. I'm going to take the Steelers plus the 10. Now, I predict the Bills will win. But I expect the Steelers to play them tough. Again, in wintry conditions... Both these teams have a reputation to be able to handle the cold and the wind since they play in it a lot. And I'll tell you what, you got got Mason Rudolph has stepped in and done a great job for the Steelers at quarterback, which should help them. I think the Bills win like 23-17, so the Steelers would cover that 10-point spread. So I'll take the Chiefs minus the four and a half, Lions minus three. I'll take the Steelers plus the ten. Let's get and to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, yesterday on social media, I did a little uh, video there about my uh, coaches, Rushmore. Uh, the top coaches all time. And I wanted to share that on the show today. I thought it was that good. All right, reminder, Mount Rushmore has four faces. Last yeah. time we went over. I know, and I'm going under today. I'm going under. I'm Roof, gonna go room to add one later. I'm going to go three. I'm going to do an NFL. I'm going to do a college. And I'm going to do a high school. All right, NFL, I'm going Bill Belichick. Six Super Bowl titles. 302 wins. <laughs> Bill Belichick, the GOAT of NFL coaches. I'm going Belichick with the NFL selection there. College football, I'm going Nick Saban. Seven national championships, 297 wins. Gone. High school football, I grew up in Valdosta watching the all-time great. Wright Baysmore. 15 state championships. 290 (laughs) victories. What an honor it was to see Wright Baysmore do his thing. So I'm going Baysmore High School, Mount Rushmore, Saban College, Bill Belichick NFL. All right, that's going to do it for my show uh, this week. I hope to be back next week. Hope you'll join me then. we got Nick and Chris coming up next. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Buck Blue Show signing off this week here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.